good to have you back on the Crossover and Clapboards podcast. This episode, Nathan and I talk about the all-star teams, reserves, starters, picking those teams. And we also talk about the referee in the NBA if there's a crisis. And we start off the podcast, we're talking about NFL player Miles Garrett playing basketball and what our strategies would be to defending him if we were on the same program. Enjoy. Let's go! <laughs> Perfect way to start the podcast. I'll leave that right <laughs> Yeah, on, on today's episode, how, first off, man, how you Life's doing? good, man. Life's good. There's basketball in my heart, and there's there's potential for COVID to leave, leave up a little bit so we can get some kids on the court again, which will be nice. It's nice to be back on the hardwood, so back in my where I belong. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, things are just opening up in terms of coaching for you and stuff, yeah. right? So I know that has to feel it good. feels really good. Back to abusing some kids and helping them get better, become better basketball players. Get the left hands in, you know, get that, get that left-handed pass, the left-hand dribble, left-hand layups. Get them all out of their comfort zone, pushing kids. That's what we're supposed to be doing. So I like to make them uncomfortable. It's a way to make, make, make them good basketball players, right? So that's the key. Oh, 100%, yeah. man. Yeah, the hard, hard work and dedication, right? That's yeah. how you get there. Yeah. So uh, so today's episode, we're going to be talking about the All-Stars, the NBA All-Stars, the Starters, Reserves. We're going to kind of be doing a redraft of that. Before we kind of get into that, I want to bring up something really quickly that we spoke about offline. And you don't, you don't even know. What I, I don't, no. You. Yeah, this is going to be a surprise. I sent you I sent you a video of Miles Garrett playing basketball. Cleveland Browns, I don't know what, defensive end, I guess. Cleveland Browns defensive end Miles Garrett playing basketball, 25, 295 or 265 or whatever. 265, six, 295, right? Yeah, that, yeah, correct. Yeah, I might have got Yeah, yeah. he's not 2 <laughs> foot 5. Yeah, 2 foot 5. So he's named Robinson. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> And I wanted to see, like, how, how if you see him coming in an open run, how how are you guarding him? What, I'm fouling him. I'm fouling him early, Steve. He's telling, he's going full court. <laughs> I'm picking up a flagrant, and I'm fouling him before he even gets full speed. That's, that's the right thing to do. Yeah, he's he. So so a man that's the size of a mountain. Your strategy is going to be to be physical with them. But I just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah, but it's early. Him. I want to piss them off. Maybe I can get in his head a little bit. I guess with football, all those years of training. I'm pretty sure he's heard it all, but I'll come up with something new. I got to. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. If, if the people listening have not seen Miles Garrett, they're, they're, I think it was Bleacher Report, I think, put a video out, and he's, like, shirtless, and he's dunking, and he's 6'5", and he's as wide as a house. He's not very no. fast, but. And, and, and his shot is, is slower than molasses. I think my shot might be a, a smidge faster than him. And, uh, yeah, I didn't think he was I – mean, I mean, you basically play zone against a guy like that as a team. But one-on-one, yeah, I'm fouling him early. I'm going to let him go to the basket. I have been known, though, to jump on a guy's back as he had an open layup. So I have done things of this nature prior. So I, I got some experience to foul early. This is one of my – that's one of my skills. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just wanted to spring that on you because I, I did want to know. I wanted the people to Thank know you. your strategy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so we'll kind of – we'll get into the All-Stars here. Essentially, All-Stars, the starters, and the reserves were named recently here. We're going to do a redraft. Um do you think we need to? I don't think we really need to give a rundown, right, of, like, who's on the roster. People I think know? we should just say the names, but I think uh, – um, 
we can just, just to say the names out loud and then we can start doing our draft or just discuss, discuss, discuss right. snubs first, I guess, and who should be on there. Yeah, let's do that. So we'll, we'll do the snubs first. So who do you think was snubbed? Because there's been a couple of replacements, obviously, right? I think Booker replaced uh, – Devin Booker replaced AD, and the Sabonis replaced KD in the East. So, uh, you know, not counting those two guys, who, who do you think got snubbed the biggest? Um, I think, like, the Spurs to be a 500 team and not have an all-star is – like, they're, they're the five mm-hmm. seed right now. Now, they weren't the five seed when all the voting was going out. They, they've moved themselves significantly up in the last little bit. But um, to, to not have a all-star on their team, and maybe maybe a little hard out for DeRozan, maybe deserves it. I don't know if LaMarcus Aldridge deserves it over him or not, but it, it, it's interesting because the, the Pacers didn't have a player for a bit and the Raptors didn't have a player, still don't have a player. And we almost mm-hmm. were, were almost um, being like cruel to teams that play are playing like teams. Like this all-star game is to celebrate only the best players – but it's these teams that are doing well, like the Spurs and the, the the Pacers and the and the Raptors. All the Pacers moved down to nine, but they're only two games behind the Raptors at the four seed. We're snubbing them because they don't have uh, a specific all star you could just pinpoint or pick out, right? And it, and and I think yep. one of the cool things is Marcus Gasol. LeBron talked about the, how Gasol has his uh, Defensive Player of the Year award, and uh, Marcus Gasol said it's not really mine. It should have been Tony Allen's. And so, again, like we're looking at, like, team defense gives you defensive player of the year. We'll, we'll pick the big man or we'll pick the guy that's the popular vote or we'll pick whatever. And uh, – but it's team effort, right? And I, I, it's tough when you're looking at, like, for example, the Washington Wizards. Now they're the 12 seed and Beal's a starter. But he deserves it. He's scoring – he's leading the league in scoring. So, where, I guess where's the mm-hmm. line? Yeah, I mean, if if I were picking, I'm not really passionate about, <laughs> um, you know, all-stars and who's snubbed and yada, yada, right? Like, there's always going to be one or two guys left out that are on the precipice of being an all-star. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of like if I were picking teams, like, I would probably reward winning over certain other things, you know, as opposed to, like, I know Zion's made the all-star game, and I think that that's just what the people kind of yeah. want to see, right, more than anything else. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think you're kind of spot on, right? It, I, I had kind of two names written down. DeRozan was definitely one of them. Cause I think the Spurs, if you listen to our podcast where we had our, our NBA predictions, neither one of us had the Spurs, I think making the top 10, let alone top yeah. eight. So, so, and it's one of those things. I think DeRozan's pretty much been there the whole season. Their team has been ravaged by COVID a bit, uh, or they have been ravaged by COVID and, and they've kind of been dealing with that. They have a bunch of young guys on the, on there that, that help out, but I still think DeRozan's been the steady hand the whole season and he's, he's had a great season, right? It's just, maybe it's not a narrative that people want to vote for. You and, know? and so why not? And that, that's what's so interesting is like, well, or, or because there's like in the Pacers, if you take them, for example, before Sabonis got in, Turner's having a career season. Brogdon's playing incredible. Uh, Sabonis is playing better and better every year. Like, there's three, and you, you know, Depot was decent for them too. There's three, four guys that um, that you could easily vote. So they're, they're almost their vote gets split amongst them, and then they end up losing. Mm-hmm. Um, which, man, that's such a tough a tough go with it, right? Because you're trying to get you're trying to get these athletes or the, these teams that, to win, and so all stars are celebrating the individual awards, which almost takes away from the team awards, and then. Is 
is the NBA, and we, we, we talked about the top four guys, Kawhi, Durant, Giannis, and LeBron, and how you can't win without one of those guys. Well, look at Embiid this year. Not that they're going to win. He'll get hurt soon. But, um, but I mean, like, he's now number, number one team in the, in the East. And you look at the Utah Jazz, that you could probably put two or three guys on that all-star team that deserve it because they're, you have to reward winning. So it, it's weird that we celebrate one-on-one skill in a five-on-five league. Well, I mean, I get it, right? Like, it's, to me, Brad, Bradley Bill was on a team that's been bad for the most part. I think they've won, like, they've, they've won seven out of the last yeah. ten games, right? So they're definitely coming on here. But he's the leading scorer in the league. I think we spoke about this before, right? I don't know a player who leads the league in scoring and didn't make the All-Star game. So uh, I kind of get that. But one caveat here, I know in the leading up to the season, I think we, we said those guys were the top four guys. There, there's been a change in my role. Oh, just to oh let I'm you know. excited to hear uh, this. There has. No, 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 no. This is a, this is for a different subject. We'll, we'll talk about it eventually <laughs> a different episode. But, you know, Steph Curry's top five in the league, but he's not number five. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. That's cute. <laughs> No, I mean, it's <laughs> cute meaning true. I think you mispronounced true. <laughs> I think that's what happened. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, hold on. Ten so, uh, for someone that uh, someone that says Davis is great because he's a great two-way player, and now you're going to throw Curry in the top five? We need to have a lo- – well, this is another podcast, but I am I'm livid over here. That is ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, I love Curry. I think he's great. But well, he's, I, well, yeah, that's, that's nice to hear. Well, I think I think Steph Curry's an average oh, defensive that, player. I don't I don't think he's below average or terrible or anything of that nature. What, what, what do you? Sure, I'm not. We can't even get into this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think at one point he was. A below average defensive player. I do not. I you no think he's longer. A good, think you think he's a, he's a bo- above average defensive play. player? That's definitely not what I said. I would I would say he's as an average defensive player. He's engaged. He's active. He guards. I would not say he's below average or a bad defensive player. Definitely okay. not. All right. All right. I, we got to pivot, or else I'm going to go off on a rant. So let's. <laughs> 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 All right, so so let's list the all stars for the people listed here. <laughs> Before we, we do, we got to have a, a Warriors podcast at some point because a, a lot's happened, and, and I think we we have to uh, we have to divulge and dissect this Warriors Steph Curry situation here because I think me and you're on two different yeah. pages. Yeah, that sounds good. I think we should do a war. I mean, we we hopefully do a few teams moving up, coming up, and then kind of get uh, some different different perspectives of people that are actually fans of teams. But yeah, I do think we should do your Warriors podcast. Yeah. I mean, we could almost do a Warriors. We almost do a Warriors podcast every every week. Um, to be fair, because we talk about them so much, but <laughs> but, but we could do a particular <laughs> Warriors podcast and we could discuss Steph Curry. You know, I love to talk about Draymond Green. So yeah, and we will. I think we will on this podcast too. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. where we're heading. So yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, so we'll we'll just to kind of reiterate here the starters. Howard was voted for in the West: Luca, Steph in the backcourt, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard in the frontcourt. There, uh, in the East, Kyrie and then Bradley Bill. Frontcourt: you have KD, Giannis, Joel Embiid. 
All right. Uh, we'll go over the reserves as well. Uh, so in the West, starting with them again, you have AD, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Zion Williamson. And then in the East, Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine making his first appearance. Interested to hear your thoughts on that. <laughs> and uh, we also have Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, and uh, Vucevic. And then, obviously, I think I said this earlier as well, right? Booker replaced AD and then Sabonis placed, uh, replaced KD. So we're going to be redrafting from these guys, just yeah. the reserves, right? Or just overall. Well, we're doing. We're going to be LeBron and Kevin Durant and doing the draft ourselves of how um, the reserves, of how, how we'll pick our teams. I'm assuming you'll represent the West. If that's okay, uh, and sure. I'll represent yeah, the East sure. just because why not? So just, and then we'll draft the rest of our team based on that. Perfect. All right. So then I'll I'll start first, and then we start with the starters. I think right. So I'll start first, and then you get the first pick for the. What do you know? Is that do we do starters get drafted as well? Is that how the All Star team's doing it? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think don't they? Do, I think they do the starters first, and then they okay. pick from the starters yeah, that's right. only those eight players, and then and then they go for and then they go to um, okay, and then they go to the reserves, okay. right? And then in in the and then in our initial draft here, Tatum replaced uh, KD yeah, in the right. starters, right? All right, perfect. So I'm gonna go with my first pick. Well, I mean, I just spoke about it, right? I'll take Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we're, we're just jumping right into this. Okay, hold on. I got to figure this out again. Who's in the West again? Jokic, LeBron, and Kawhi, right? And then in the East, it is yep. um, it's Giannis, Durant replaced by Tatum, and Embiid. Yep. Well, I'll leave that one for you. And uh, Kyrie. Thank you. And who's the other guy <laughs> in, in the backcourt? Oh, Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill. So and and really, my thought process is, you know, LeBron secretly wants to play with Steph Curry. You know, this is the case. He just hasn't been able to for various reasons. But he finally gets. I don't think he's ever played with them in an All Star game, either, mm. if I'm not mistaken. So, if it's finally happened, it's finally happened. LeBron fans and the Steph Curry fans, they'll unite for one day. Uh, one fateful day in March, and uh, and root for the same team. I so guess. how how's this working? That Durant can't pick; he's not on a team, so he has to give an extra pick, right? In theory, shouldn't I, shouldn't I have to sure, go yeah. first? You, Isn't that how that yeah. works? Nah, you got the last two picks. <laughs> oh, great! So I get Kyrie and Beal. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're taking Curry first, and LeBron's obviously taken, I'm taking uh, Giannis. I'm taking Giannis. So I'm a little surprised. You went, you went Giannis over. Luka. Um, yeah, yeah, I did. And I think, I think, um, I think I don't have. I think you're going to keep. You're, if you take Luca, I, I got some strategy here. Just hold. Hear me out. I got some strategy. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I'm not taking Luca. <laughs> so my next pick is going to be. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I mean, it's an all-star game. I want guys that are going to be exciting and do all those things. Kyrie fits the bill in this. Yeah, so I still want to win, so I'm taking Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> the East win. hasn't won in a long time. It's about time. 
And if I if, if I can't have right. Durant, Fair then sense. I gotta pick Kawhi and Giannis. I feel like that's a great tandem. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, I mean, I really feel like this has been gifted to me then with you not taking Well, you have your two guards. I don't know why you can take another guard. I'll take Luca here. LeBron can play the, the other forward spot. We're Luca's like six seven. We're good. I'm still not taking Beal. Because <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to take Beal. So um, between the guy that just got put on the team that's been hurt most of the year, the guy that can't pass to anybody on his team, slow man Embiid, and the greatest player in the league right now, you know who I'm taking. The uh, for the future MVP, Nikola Jokic. But your turn. Your turn. Are you going to another guard? That's cool. Mr. Guard Heavy? Yeah, maybe the guy starts at the five. That might be interesting. All the all-star monsters over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, for me, it's really, I mean, because I could go Tatum here. He'd be fun. Um, hmm. I think, I think I'll go Joel Embiid here. That's nice. I'll get my center. And I get the other two by default based on your mixed rules you just put in right to, right this snap minute. Eh? Thanks. I'm glad I'm trading <laughs> Beal and Tatum for Durant. <laughs> it's looking great for me. Anyways. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, so I get the first pick of the reserves. So Tatum's gone. Yep. Davis is gone. I have no guards. Yep. Um. I think I'm. I think I'm going to go start with. Uh, it's Dame time. Yeah, I think okay. I need. I think I need that for the benefit of everybody on my team. <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, somebody to handle the ball there. And honestly, I thought Lillard probably should have been a starter this year yeah. in all in All Star game. Uh, so no, nah, yeah, that's a that's a really good pick there. No, no issues there. Uh, hmm. A lot of guys to choose from here. I will not be picking for here. I'll let you know that, folks. Uh, if he's not the last pick, right I don't know what's bat. wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, I'll, I'll go Zion. Exciting. And it's a good pick. Yeah, you're not looking to win at all, it looks like. <laughs> well, you got LeBron and Curry on the team. You got Embiid. Those are like Three of the best. Yeah. Six you notice how Davis best. isn't in that list. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so I got Jalen Brown. Who's the other uh, guys from the East? I'm trying to think of who else is there. Levine. Harden. East, that's so there's James yeah. Harden and Zach Levine. And then, no, 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 no. Oh, you take How Harden? dare you? Oh, <laughs> oh I'm, I'm going to take uh, Paul George. Yeah, I need someone really? to play that two-three spot. You have Tatum and LeBron. I need somebody there. I got Kawhi. Kawhi and George together is nice. Yeah, that's true. That, that is nice. That's sweet. Uh, so then I'll go from here. I like uh, I like Jalen Brown. Wow, I didn't see that coming. I'm a big Jalen Brown fan, man. He he does. He does, he does everything just, on the court. Just, yeah, he does. Is Jalen Brown in your mind better than Paul George? No, 
But if I had to take one guy, like I don't think he's better today. But if I had to take one guy for the next three years, it would it would be Jalen Brown. I think that every every year he's in the league, he gets better. You know, like I remember. Did you see him no, play at Cal when he was in college? He was he was not obviously he wasn't this level, right? But I like he couldn't he could barely dribble. He couldn't shoot. He has some major flaws in his game that I didn't think he would overcome. And every season he's worked, improved, and shown out to the point where to me he's like neck and neck with his teammate Tatum in regards of like who's a really good player, right, or who's the best player on the team. So, no, Jalen, I'm a big big Jalen Brown fan. Two way player, he's amazing. I thought maybe he could have been a starter. I did vote for him for a starter. Right? I think like, he is good. Yeah, he's, he's, he's having a great year too, and it, it helps that he's getting more touches. Yeah. Brown or Tatum's been out for a lot of it, a lot of the beginning of the year, but he's been pleased. He is a great player, and he's a better defender than Tatum. Um, Boston has something special there for those two guys because they're so super young too. So they just uh, tried out Tristan yep. Thompson, which was a I would have done the same thing, but boy, has that failed them pretty good. I mean, they should have got Miles Bridges when they had the chance to, yeah. to trade Gordon Hayward for. Him. I, th- I think that's obvious. Like hindsight's twenty twenty, but even at the time, most people were like, uh, "He's good," <laughs> and he'll, he'd actually fit the team, and he can be a stretch five, and but give you rim protection, and he's better than Tristan Thompson, right? I, I, I think it's um, sometimes I think Danny Ainge tries to get a little too cute in regards to. the roster moves and trades and he had all yeah. those drafts draft picks at his disposal and essentially the team is like he's got these two wings which is exactly well, what yeah. you want if you're building a team but the pieces around him like Kimba's nice you know but uh, and Marcus Smart is good you know and he's going to help when he comes back but it's like I, th- I feel like they really got too cute and it's kind of like dog y'all lose every offseason they lose somebody like this season was Gordon Haywood Hayward, they lost him for nothing. Kyrie, they lost for nothing. Yeah. Uh, Horford, they lost for nothing. Like, they keep losing guys over and over again. At some point, it's like, you got to get some return or else it's hard to replace guys who are, if they're not at all-star level, they're at least – Yeah, especially on a team that's pieces, got such a know? huge gap in the four or five spots in their, in their offensive defense. So, okay, help me out again. Sorry. I got yeah. – I wrote down RG. Who's RG? Gobert, right? I'm looking up initials because we went RG. fast for the reserves. Oh, oh D- and DB, then <laughs> Booker, right? Bear, yeah. And then JR on the East? Yep. That's, uh, oh, yeah, that's not JR. Good. That's Julius Randle. And then, uh, I think I have everybody else. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I have, I'm just trying to figure out my starters here. I have Jokic, Kawhi, Beal, Giannis, and Tatum. Is that correct? Or you have Tatum? I have Tatum. Okay. So I got Tatum. Okay. No, you have Tatum. So I need, if I got Jokic, Starting, I feel like – hold on. Let me see. I don't want – this is tough. This is a tough decision here. Yeah, I obviously I mean, not. is the picker. If I'm in an all-star <laughs> team game and I want a guy that's going to win, I don't think there's anybody that – no one can argue that Chris Paul is the biggest winner. So I'm going old man Paul. Yeah. Chris Paul. Okay. Taking him. That's cool. He's going to be on oh, the minutes restriction. Oh, thanks. I don't know if you know this, but. <laughs> Game on the line. He's the min- his min- his minutes goes away. Don't worry. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's capped out at like 11 oh, minutes th- for th- the All-Star game. Thanks oh, for the heads up. You know this. Do I get to retake or <laughs> are I done now? I'm going to pick up my chip kind of thing. No, 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 no. no. You're done. <laughs> no, I think. Uh, I don't know if he has a minutes restriction, but I can't see him yeah, playing right. a whole bunch you're of right. heavy minutes anyway, right? Okay. 
However, ne- next pick for me, uh, man, <laughs> so many choices. So many choices. There's a lot of wings, man. It's crazy how many wings there are. Um, I'm, I'm going to go. I'll go Rudy Gobert. <laughs> yeah. was, that, was that really an next pick? Been. It might have been. <laughs> I'll go uh, Rudy. I have some plans. I want to play Embiid and Rudy at the same time. Yeah. For two minutes. Yeah. And, and we go on that solo run. I look, I look forward to that happening. <laughs> um, um, I'm going to pick Harden. I think it's stupid not to keep take him. If you need a bucket, that guy is still one guy in the league that can do it. So, Plus, I want to see Harden and Kyrie get in a fight in the All-Star game. I think it would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure they do. No, they love each other. <laughs> <laughs> they love each other. So I really don't need to pick this guy. Like, I know you don't want to take this guy. <laughs> so I could probably leave him to lie, whatever. <laughs> but I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and take Booker. I I think I think he's good. I like Booker here at this spot, and you know, another shooter coming off the coming off the bench in an All Star game here. Just yeah, I took I took the Phoenix shooter. Right? His name is Chris Paul. He's on a minute restriction, I guess. So I don't need to worry about that. Um, I'll take the dunk champion. I'll take Levine. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice pick. I thought about him too. Yeah, I get some I mean, dunks. Just to get some I mean, dunks, I'm right? basically have, I'll have eleven guys that want to win in Levine, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> Perfect. Now the guy that's near and dear to my heart, I get to take here. <laughs> I knew you weren't going to take him. Yeah. Ben Simmons, <laughs> my guy here, point guard. Back you have three backup point guards, by the way. That's okay. Sure. He'll get out there. I'm for sure. Right? <laughs> uh, if you got Gobert, I'll take Mitchell. I'll take Donovan Mitchell, number one scorer on the number one team. He knows how to win. Again, trying to win this thing. And now we're in trouble because there's three guys left that nobody wants. Three guys left. Yeah, so so the guys that are left are some bonus. Yeah, Julius I'll just put Vucevic on your roster Vucevic. now because I know it's 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 going to happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> no matter who you take, Vuce is going to be uh, on your team. <laughs> and I can't see LeBron or Durant <laughs> drafting him anywhere but last. <laughs> uh, 100% true. Uh, I, I don't see how how he's going to pick. Any, it, if they had odds in Vegas on if he's pick, getting picked last or not, wow! I might bet wow. I'm not worth a pick on, on this. All three hundred bucks, eh, Steve? You know, <laughs> listen, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all of them. It is good odds. It's good odds. <laughs> it's good odds. <laughs> no, so I'll go with uh, Julius Randle. Nice. First time All Star. Most most improbable All Star, I would say, out of. Everybody that's been picked chosen for the All Star team this year. There's, there's a few guys that this is their first year, right? Zion, uh, Zach Levine, Julius Randle making the All Star. Like the odds could not have been. Steeper. I mean, Knicks are 500 and a fifth seed in the East. Knicks have no. They traded away all their talent, and they just got rid of. Didn't they get rid of Dennis Smith Jr. too? So, which is, which I love. Yeah. They and Tibbs is there, who I've been saying for years is a great coach. I don't care what Wiggins had to play for him. Uh, Tibbs is still a great coach. And 
And I, so like to me, so here, so I have a question for you. Here's what's interesting. LeBron ran Ingram out. He became the most improved player. He ran Randall out. He, he's now an all-star. He ran Lonzo out while well, he's still a bum. So like he's run a lot of players out of his team, right? <laughs> and they've, he's one of the few guys that's, mm-hmm. you know, LeBron's going to take you to the playoffs. LeBron's going to give you success. But then there are guys that have played better leaving LeBron and LeBron's system. So if LeBron wasn't LeBron, like, in other words, it, like Chris Paul, for example, Chris Paul has a system he wants to play and he's managed to been to be able to pull teams out of nothing to mediocrity. Right. But LeBron is that much more level of, of, an, mm-hmm. of a player and, and what he thinks basketball should be looking like. But if LeBron, or how about this? If LeBron left LA, would LA be a last place team again? Like, or not again, but would they be a last place team in the league? Like, is that how much the LeBron effect is? It's not that he is a, like the greatest player, but it's his greatest system or his system only works if LeBron's on the court making those decisions. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I guess uh, I, I, I get I get what you're saying a little bit. I mean, first off, what I would say is, uh, I mean, in regards to LeBron, the juice was worth Agreed. the squeeze, right? Like to get rid of certain players. Everybody, everybody can't play with LeBron, but at the same time, LeBron gets you legitimate options or opportunities to win the championship. So you're you're always going to go with that, right? Like Brandon Ingram, he's a nice player, yeah. but okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. Julius Randle, another nice player, but all right, um, you know, so. You know, so that that's kind of the thing with me. Would the Lakers be like bottom five team in the league without LeBron? I mean, if 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 the LeBron wasn't there, okay. I don't think the Lakers oh. would have gotten Anthony Davis. So so then you so then you're looking at them still having you know uh, who they have Lonzo, Josh Hart, and you know um, Ingram, and they have those those guys. They got Kuzma there. Maybe they added a high draft pick this past season, but. Well, I yeah, guess what I'm trying to say is like every, these these guys come into this into these systems with these guys with these with these all stars with these great players, and is it is it because those guys want to play a specific system that works best for them as opposed to what might work best for the team? Do you know what I mean? As opposed, like so, like look at Kevin Love. Kevin Love's a great example. Kevin Love was a good player, if you recall, and he's six seven is what his actual height is. Kevin Love was leading the league in rebounding. He was getting 28 points a game in Minnesota, and he was a good player. They traded him. They traded him for Wiggins, and he became. Eh, he's fine, you know. I was like, he's a starter for Cleveland, and they won a championship. And mm-hmm. great for Kevin Love, but and now Kevin Love is all his years are gone, and now he's no good anymore. But or he's hurt. Is he hurt? I think he is hurt. But we, we haven't seen that. Yeah, he's so still hurt. so I guess I'm, I'm wondering like. Uh, yeah. Like these guys come into these systems, and do they? I always believe in the best basketball players make their teammates better. And so, if guys like Randall or guys like anyone that played for West with Westbrook or guys like like even let's look at Curry. We and and Bill Simmons talks about this too. Is like we missed three three and a half was three four years of 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 cur- real Curry, real Steph Curry. Because Durant was there and Curry was fine to like take a step back and get his teammates involved so that they were happy. But we missed out on like mm-hmm. one of the greatest video game cheat players of all time on offense, Steph Curry. 
<laughs> because, you know, he was just as accurate hmm. running off his right, running off his left, moving with the ball and shooting, stationary shots. He was just that accurate. And we actually missed out on three, four years of his career. And I wonder, does that taint Curry's legacy because he had to, you know, delegate a little bit more? Uh, Garnett's another example in Boston when they won a championship. Garnett. Wait a minute. Hold, 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 hold on. Hold on. Before, before we move on to Garnett. So you, you, you're asking if if the the legacy of Curry's been been I'm hurt saying, by the Curry's... three years that Durant was there? And he, and he yeah, was like sure a co-lead, co-lead for but the team. You can tell he's always trying to get everyone else involved. And he's almost taking a step back of what he can or cannot do. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if we had like the actual Curry that we've seen, this crazy scorer, shooter, and like what we have this year if he was able to be unleashed or we were able to play in a, a harmonious situation that allowed Curry to be just as effective as, do you know what I mean? Like, like Curry did not win the finals MVP any of the three championships. He didn't win it the two with Durant and rightfully so Durant mm-hmm. was the guy they went to in big game situations. And he didn't win it the third time in uh, with Iguodala, which was, he was robbed. Right. But I'm just wondering, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering is there a way for – like, NBA is full of egos, right? You don't get that far without thinking you're the best or, or the top or, or always, you know, you, you're built your ego of greatness and whatever. I mean, it's the same watching LeBron try to hide his hairline. Like, you're LeBron James. Who cares if you have no hair or all the hair? It doesn't matter. Nobody cares, right? Just cut it. Just, just cut it off. And be, uh, just, like, just, like it's just funny to watch somebody yeah. that can be that good at, at all the things we all wish we could be that good at and on, on the basketball court. And then his guy's worried about what his hair looks like. He gets thicker headbands, and whatever, whatever. So I guess, like, I know it's an all ego mm. league, and you and you play at any level. And I've seen it at U thirteen boys and and call, and at playing ACAC here in Canada. And, and you know, you're going to get egos. These guys think all of them think they're the best. But is there a way where all of them can be successful or just as successful and and still all elevate each other's games or make themselves more well-rounded? Like, I mean, the Brooklyn experiment's still out. Durant's been out for a while now. But, you know, it, it, it's fascinating to me. Like, to see a guy like Randall leave the Lakers and now dropping 28 points per game in some – not all games, but, you know, like you see him drop 28 and 26. And, and the Knicks are relevant. On, on a year where everyone was like writing off the Knicks, we did for sure. We did, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm wondering about Curry. I wonder mm-hmm. about like you know even the Westbrook effect, which I've talked about before. When a team gets leaves, he leaves it, or a guy leaves that played with Westbrook, just plays so much better, right? And I'm I, I guess I'm just trying to figure out what the uh, is there a way for a team to play harmoniously and still be just as elite and 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 amazing. Or is it human nature to be like, well, we're already great. I don't need to really show off all my skill. Let's just do enough to get the W and move on. And then we get these like limitations on these players that could or could not have met their actual max potential. I mean, I think there's more than one way to win, right? Like if you're a truly great player like we've seen, right? There's more than one way to win, and then some, like you brought up Steph, right? Like he can, he's unselfish sometimes. That first season with Durant there, he was unselfish to a fault, right? Um, 
but he's a completely unselfish guy and he wants to get other guys going. And that kind of helps him get going offensively as well. Um, but I do think sometimes you'll have these, these guys, Kobe, LeBron, um, Jordan, maybe like, like, and, and it's different. Yeah. Right? But they have a particular way, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and like to tie it back to LeBron, LeBron is the system and the system is LeBron, right? Like there's no, I don't, I don't care what, where he's at. You know, I think the only time that we saw that kind of challenged or not harmonious is when he was his first year in Miami, when Dwayne Wade was still towards or or at the apex of his powers. Um, No, I I think that was the last year, you know, that that year they lost to the Mavericks, right? I think that was the last year that he was actually like, oh, yeah, he could be like a top 10 player. Um, and, and, And it was his team, right? Like technically just like, you know, like KD went to the Warriors and it was still Steph's team, right? Like LeBron went to the heat. Yeah. It was still Wade's team. Like he won a title already. So I think there's, I think there's more than one way to, to win. But in regards to LeBron, it's just like, you can talk about all these players, right? Like I like Julius Randle, like shout out to coach Tibbs. Like they've done a great job this year and it looks like they're going to make the top 10 uh, in the East. Um, it, but it's not wrapped up and it's a beautiful story. And I love the the hard work and dedication of other guys that have left LeBron have, when they do find success. But the ultimate success is winning the championship, is, is being the last team to, and to win the last game of the season uh, in the playoffs. And LeBron does that, right? And he doesn't do it all the time, but he gives you a really good shot. So I would kind of always go back to that. I remember our conversations back when LeBron was in Cleveland, right? And before they won in 2016, and we were talking about Kevin Love and that dynamic or what have you. And it was like, yeah, you know, if they really want to have a, a great team and, and reach their full potential, Kevin Love needs to have the ball a little bit more, right? Like get, give him a little love. And, and, and cause, cause LeBron had that, that quote about fitting in instead of standing out or something like that, you know, but ultimately it doesn't matter because they won. And so you look back and it's going to be kind of like, yeah, I mean, I would have wanted Kevin Love to have a little bit more uh, responsibility on offense with the ball in his hands, but they won. So does it matter? Right? Like when, once you win, man, the, it, so many people are caught up on the end result and you know, what actually happened as opposed to the journey there that, you know, that ult- ultimately is going to erase all those other things. So like I said, Brendan Ingram's a nice player. He didn't make the all-star team this year. Yeah. Well, he, he probably should have made over Zion. Zion right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Andy Green was going to be carrying the team offensively better than Zion has. Right. But it's, we want to see Zion in the all-star game. So we're throwing Zion in there. Because, you know, and go NBA, right? What's more exciting for all of us to watch, right? So so, so LeBron, <laughs> I agree. So Le- LeBron yeah. is the establishment that we have, and he wins, and he's shown that he can win, winning his way. But it's also in a very selfish matter because it's only there to make him look good. Or like Davis had to take a side seat, which is fine. He's fine with it. That's, that's the Kentucky way. But um, – he, but it allowed LeBron to again win another Finals MVP, and it, it's like, come on, play, win a championship, but be my sidekick. You know what I mean? Or come on, Kyrie's gonna hit the game when he shot for Cleveland, which is exciting and incredible. But LeBron, it's it was me that gave Kyrie that opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just, is there a way to get? I'm I'm trying to the psychology of basketball and I love the idea of different styles and different things work and not one thing's going to work over another. And there's benefits of it's execution is so important for everything, but I guess it's just like they're Utah. Look at Utah right now. Look at 
Look at what Utah's doing in the West. They're the best team in the league. They have seven losses on the season. They're eight and two in their last ten. Donovan Mitchell's playing great. Jingle's playing great. Their whole team is playing great. Clarkson's playing great. And it's like the media's trying to find like something to kind of be like, well, it's really the play of, you know, and they just they can't pinpoint it. And we're so used to like having some guy be the reason that's pinpointing it. And Quinn Snyder's a great coach. And Utah is winning as a team, which is, and the Spurs are winning as a team and the Raptors are winning as a team and the Knicks are winning as a team. The Pacers are winning as a team. It's like NBA is turning from a, we talked about before this thing is that we had four guys and now you're saying five, five guys in the league that you have to have in order to be successful. And now we're looking, and, and I know we haven't had playoffs yet, but now we're looking at them having success in these team or like situations. And it's exciting. Don't, don't you think it's like, it's almost college when college is turned into the NBA, please. Uh, let me ask you something. If in a seven game series, who are you picking? Uh, the, let's the find out when we get to the Western Conference. The <laughs> no, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm just asking you, you don't have like a prediction. You don't have a thought. Or you, if, if you think it's 50, 50, that's, that's fine. Right. But my, my point is like, yes, the, the history of the NBA always, almost, always, almost points to you having a dominant guy to win the the championship, right? To win the finals, right? Whether that person, it, you know, like you can go on from from Curry, LeBron, KD to you know to Jordan to Magic and Larry Bird to whatever, right? Like so on and so on. This isn't any different, right? Like I agree, I like I like the Jazz you know, playing like a team and, and clicking on offensively and having the best record in the league. I'm rooting for them, right? Like I like them, you know, I, I prefer to see them make it to the finals than, than the Lakers and, and the Clippers to, you know, have these superstar guys and came together. Don't worry. Don't and, worry. The uh, Clippers won't be there. The free agency, sort of <laughs> you know, all right. I mean, you say that, listen, I, I think the further, I think the further away we get from the bubble, the, the playoffs in the bubble, and the finals in the bubble, I think the more we're going to realize, I'm not going to use the word fluky, but what I would say is a little bit asterisky in regards of not everything that happened there, but there were some guys that, and teams that played at a 15, 20% higher level. And then there were other guys that played at a 15, 20% lower level. And I think some of this was based off of the environment that they were playing in there in yeah. Orlando, Kiss or me, Florida, Florida, whenever, wherever they're at. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I, th- I think it's one of those things. I, th- I, I mean, I, I like it. It's nice, right? You got these teams that are playing well. I like the Pacers. I like watching them. I like rooting for them. I like the, the Knicks and, and kind of their, what they're coming up from and stuff. Um, but ultimately, most people are – I'm going to let you know right now. Totally. Most people are going to be picking the Nets to win the finals or the Lakers. And, and then you're going to have a few people here and there that are picking like the Sixers, like, you know, Sixers, Clippers, maybe the, the Bucks, right? Like – those are going to be the majority of, of kind of where people are putting their, their votes in in regards to who's going to win. So I would love to see yeah, a team she... like when the Pistons won 20 years ago or however long it was. Yeah, that was great, right? You saw a team win and they overcame a super team in regards of Kobe Shaq and then older Peyton and Malone. That was great. Um, that's pro- probably something that happens, I don't know, like once every over a decade, right? Like, because you got these superstars that, especially now with all this player movement and play, pay, player empowerment, they kind of get what they want and they can navigate and modify teams and other people's teams as much as they, 
they need to. I mean, LeBron has a he has a sports agency. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you know, and and he gets the you know he has ads within his sports agency. Ben Simmons is on that agency as well. That you know he shares. So you know, it's one of these things where it's like I, I just I I think whenever you got a top seven eight guy, that's what gets you to that to that point. And but more power to the Jazz, man. I hope they won the, the finals this year. <laughs> but I just think it, it, it's. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess I'm just, it's just, I'm sorry to tangent off the All-Star, but it's just, it's really cool. Like, and I think that's what you're saying. It's like, Randall is an All-Star this year. That's pretty exciting. That's the first Nick All-Star, what, since Carmelo? That's pretty amazing. Yeah, since Melo. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, man, the Knicks play, the Knicks play very well defensively. They're They're limited on offense, but like you almost they don't really they're at the point right now at least I, I think I've seen them play maybe three times or so um they're not going to beat themselves like they almost always did in the past decade <laughs> you know what I mean or since since mellow or since they weren't in the playoffs um you know you're going to have to beat them but they're going to try to execute they're going to play hard and and they give effort and that's a testament to the change in culture there that that Tibbs has brought along with the ownership that's new as well, right? Like, it it's it's a beautiful thing yeah. to see. But that, yeah. All right, so go, going back to your last pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's a bonus, obviously. Vucevic? I'm leaving you, Vuce. You could take Vucevic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good tangent. Um, that's fine. All right. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who gets drafted. I'm actually always curious to see how they – I remember the first year when they had LeBron pick Durant first, but they didn't want any tell anybody. And they're like, well, you had to have picked Durant first. Curry would have picked Durant. It's his teammate. Mm-hmm. And now it's, uh, it'll be exciting to see uh, it televised and have them go over it and have a good laugh. And that's always a fun thing now. So. Yeah. Nah, cool, man. So we'll, we'll move on to the, to the second thing we wanted to talk about here or yeah, the third thing, whatever, whatever number we're on. Uh, these recent referee issues in the league. Well, I'll, I'll ask you this. Right? I'll, I'll, I'm going to list some of the things that I've noticed in the past week or so. And, and, and I, I kind of want to get your feedback here. So, obviously, uh, last week, I think Draymond got teed up twice at the end of the Charlotte game, got kicked out. Warriors ended up losing. Yeah. J.J. Reddick yeah. got bouncing, bouncing the ball to the referee, ball to the referee right? Uh, he Kawhi, bounced the ball to the referee. He didn't toss it. Yeah. What was that? Bounce pass. Yeah, bounce pass. Yeah. Um, Kawhi Leonard got called for an offensive foul at the end of the game on Harden. Uh, they ended up losing that. Right. The, the traveling, I, I don't know if we need to <laughs> – I don't know if we need to list that, but it's obvious it, it's an issue. And oh, Draymond Green actually got kicked out it. earlier this season for yelling at his teammate, you know, which – yeah, which was crazy. So uh, so what, what do you think should happen here in regards to sort of – like I don't know if this is a crisis – but should these referees like should there be consequences for them having these these sorts of bad nights or bad calls? Should they or should they just be thrown in jail? Now, so here's the thing that's fascinating. Right? Like, well, these the are strategy? supposedly the best of the best referees. I don't know if we have like a shout out, but an Edmonton native guy is uh, now refing in the NBA, which is pretty exciting. Um, Matt Cleo, and like it's kind of cool to like maybe there's a lot of turnover lately with the NBA officials. And they are getting new refs in and trying to get their feet wet. And maybe it's the time for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
is it easy just to be like, it's, it's not an easy job. It's definitely the fastest basketball gets played at. And then I'm trying to get some slack to that because it's not, it's never been an easy job. You're always going to have said now these, these, I feel like maybe they're a little trigger happy or maybe they're trying to make their stands or maybe they're trying to be uh, almost over the top refs with it. But I know the, the Draymond Green ejection where he was yelling at uh, um, Wiseman, was it right? And I've done that so many times to my own yep. teammates yep. over the years. Um, like, and he's telling, he's yelling, he was yelling, be better than that, right? To his own teammate. And like, uh, and it was a young guy that, that, that threw him out, wasn't it? A really, it was a really young guy that was throwing him out. So I'm wondering, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think it'd be great. Like we have, I know we have, uh, and Bill Simmons always makes fun of him too, is the guy that they go to for calls and stuff. And he's always sitting tentatively on the calls. He doesn't want to betray his refs. I think it'd be nice to have a ref that would come in there and be like, you know, they could mm-hmm. double check calls or be override or somebody that could have all the angles afterwards. So that when they do challenge a call or when they do want to go to the monitors, there's somebody that's seen all the angles and is able to help them right away and and like calls like that where you're ejecting players out of the out of the game or or calls in the last two minutes where it's throwing Draymond out or whatever it may be like I mean you and I have played street ball enough times in the states and in Canada and it's no 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 that wasn't where I was going with that both been thrown out and it's like sometimes on game points you still you can't call it on game point like I think it's just one of those unwritten rules in basketball where you just like, you got to let some stuff go a little more on game point. And I feel like last minute of a game, you know, you can't just, you can't affect the game in that way. Now, do you not agree with that? No, I I think, I think you never want to have the referee uh, provide the outcome to the game. Right. And, and and it's one of those things where, you know, yeah, you, you don't have to completely swallow the whistle. Right. If something is an obvious foul, then it's whatever. Right. But these 50 50 calls, these questionable calls, you know, that that Kawhi Leonard foul at the end of the game, you know, like just the flopping is at an atrocious level. And maybe I don't know, maybe we just sound like a couple of old guys now. Right. Because it's like the refereeing is bad. You know, I I think one thing that I would change is essentially these people getting fouled on three-point shots or jump shooters getting fouled, this this has to be changed in some capacity, I would think, right? Like, Because these guys that are, like, launching themselves – I heard the other day I was watching the game and then somebody pump fake, got the guy in the air, and then leapt forward to run into him and shoot yeah. a three. And, and they called it the Luka launch. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, right? Like, that's bad, you know? So, so all these guys that are taking, like, unnatural shot motions – and getting foul calls like this has this has to be changed in some capacity and because at some point it's going to be like well we're just going to have to just like you know just which is what the NBA and wants jump ever don't you think you know what i mean like they want more offense that's the whole goal of why we have the semicircle underneath the basket why we have you know um they want it faster and they want more offense and they want it more exciting because they're selling the product yeah but at, but at the same time, right, like, I don't want to watch guys just flop all the time and then get rewarded for it and then make poke fun at the thing. Either, like, earlier this season, you got Jimmy Butler flopped or something like that, right? Got a flagrant foul call on someone else. And the whole time he's, like, you know, cheesing or whatever. It's kind of like, I don't know. This is, to me, it's kind of corny. And 
not fun to, to watch that kind of thing. But like I said, man, it could just be a thing of like back in my day, you know, guys would get hit with the bat and they would make the layup. I just, right? I just feel like, like there's um, still – It could be something like that. Game too. point, you got to throw the whistle a little bit away compared – like it's obvious, it's obvious, but you got to let guys play. And the other thing is, right, it's the same rule. If you're up, if you're up mm-hmm. a number of points, you're not looking to shoot with the last possession of the game, right? You dribble it out, which I've definitely have played teams where they piss me off yeah. right? I've dribbled down the court and bounced it off the ground. The buzzer went, banked it, and went in. And I felt pretty good about myself. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> All right, a, yeah, I, I think we've spoken enough about the referees. It's just one of these things, Agreed. right? It's like none of us watch basketball to watch the referees make calls right we're all watching basketball to see the artistry as Kyrie Irving would say the artistry and the art and we're watching for the skills and you know dunks and three points and defensive stops right like, yeah I'm not watching the, the, like, the best refs are the ones you don't notice you know? that are there as a player so, the ones that you can communicate with as a coach and the ones that always. don't take away from the game as a spectator Easy. So last segment here uh, of our chat. I do. We're going to, yes. we're both getting, you have the KG book already, Kevin Garnett book. You have it. And so what we're going to do is we're both going to uh, absorb it in some capacity. Um, and then uh, obviously uh, we're going to talk about it on the podcast and, and kind of give our thoughts about it. So this is, I guess this is the, like the first, the inaugural yes. crossover and clapboards book club that we got going. Here, but the question is right, and, and the question for you is: is do you want to do you want to read the book, or do you want to get the if Garnett book, is narrating is this narrated, and he's dropping some col- colorful language? I don't know if you saw him on Jimmy Fallon where he was started swearing because he was so excited about seeing Kenny G, but that was pretty funny. Check it out if you haven't had a chance to. But he's like he's he's, he's a huge Kenny G fan, and Kenny G came on to play Garnett something, and Garnett was like losing his mind and mm-hmm. dropped. I think he swore a few times on there. So like if if there's gonna be, and in this book I know has colorful language, and Garnett's gonna be able to narrate that colorful language to you. I say buy both. <laughs> <laughs> buy both. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because essentially, right? It, you, if you want to get the full Kevin Garnett experience, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, listen to the audiobook, right? Um, yeah, so, so we're definitely going to be doing that, <laughs> and then who knows how long it's going to take us to, to, to read the book or listen to the whole thing. But, but we'll definitely come back on, and we're going to have an episode specifically for yeah, KG to A to Z. What's it called? Yeah, Is it A to Z? Yeah. So KG's it. I don't know. It Google, Google Kevin KG's Garnett. KG's A to Z or A to Z. Up, for that's very yeah, confusing. Like, yeah, KG to A to Z. It's, is that it's an encyclopedia. It's like little stories. Yeah, so even I can right, read well, a little one right, and, and then, you know, put it away for a bit and read another little one. So it's, it's yeah, it's not like it's chapters and, and you're you're stressing about trying to you know, miss out on a story. He just tells a little story. So it's pretty cool. Thank you.